0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to The Stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And on The Stack, we talk about a bunch of comic books that have come out today. We review them right in your ear holes.
1: I would like to point out, this isn't a regular stack. This is a birthday
2: stack. Oh, That's right.
0: Birthday stacks. You know it's your birthday and you're gonna do a stack. Oh, what song is that to?
2: A made-up one? (laughs) Because birthday stack would go with Love Shack, which I do think... Uh,
0: Yeah, that could work. I was doing birthday sacks. What? Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. is that an R. Kelly song? It's uh, funny that the first thing you think of when you think of no, not definitely the...
2: not. Yes, the first thing you think of when you think of me is birthday sex.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what we're doing after this stack, buddy? Wow, <laughs> oh, nice.
2: Another podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: Let's kick it off with a big issue that is debuting this week from Marvel Comics: X-Men number one. Oh. Very excited. This is a new team of characters, superhero team. I think this could be pretty valuable. So. <laughs> hang on to this one. Yeah, it's uh, good. Yeah, really excited to see them launching new properties like this. Of course, I'm joking. This got is it. Ro- gotcha. <laughs> you just got pranked. Birthday prank. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you know it's your birthday. Okay, I'll stop doing that. Uh, this is rolling off of House of X and Powers of Ten by Jonathan Hickman. This is Jonathan Hickman and Linneal Yu, I believe is how you pronounce his name. Yeah. Um, focusing in on an actual team of X-Men as they Go on missions off of Krakoa Off of the new island nation of Krakoa (laughs) Uh, This is establishing the new status quo But focusing in on Pete's favorite character Scott Summers himself, Cyclops And it's going to be the same thing for the life of this series Now, we were pretty in the tank, I think With the exception, perhaps, of Pete Fully tanked
2: for the (laughs) House of (laughs) X
0: House of X, Powers of ten. How are you feeling about X-Men number one?
2: Uh, Should I go first? Yeah, why don't you hit yeah. it up, Pete LaPage, right. with uh, yeah, P. knock
0: it out before we knock it back up. Yeah, Pete
2: LaPraise cool. is about to go fully in the tank for X Men number one.
0: Yeah, this blows. So um, I don't, no, I no, don't know. No. Sorry, could you use our rating system, which is in the tank or in the backpack? I
1: don't know what that means. That's really <laughs> fucked both up. seem
2: pretty
0: positive. <laughs> they are. We love everything.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not happy about you know Cyclops getting a view. I'm not happy about like Cyclops. You don't like his real estate? Yeah, I don't I don't care where he wants to live. I, I just I don't want to know about Cyclops's life and now that he's happy.
2: Now here's the thing, you don't
1: like Cyclops right. as a character.
2: But don't I mean he's not happy. In this issue, he's like,
1: he's like, yeah, but this should be a happy moment for him. And he's still a douche.
2: I'm just he saying conflicted, I would say. But don't you want to?
1: I but don't know. His dad, though, is rightfully uh, his dad is rightfully concerned because he's like, hey, your son, I don't you know, mean to tell you how to live your life, but you sure are doing a lot of douche moves with this whole Krakoa thing. Um, so yeah, I'm just glad that his dad realizes he's making a huge mistake and hopefully
2: what a succinct breakdown of the dialogue between an father overview and son
0: view of the plot. Cyclops leads a mission to take down a, I don't think it's a Sentinel factory necessarily. Uh, maybe a Nimrod or Vault factory. Uh,
2: Orcus is the big organization, and they're, right. they're breaking into the Orcus stronghold on Earth, I think the last one, right. and there's, this is the place where in, I think, House of X5, uh, all the X-Men died. Right, uh, the one in space. That was an Orcus. Their sort of main yeah. headquarters.
0: So this is a reaffirming the main conflict, which is between human slash post human characters and the X Men on the other side of the conflict. Uh, and then the most of the second half of the issue is taken over by a family dinner at the Summers Gray House on the Moon. Cool, Boo. yeah.
2: Uh, I, so th- I, the first part felt uh, the big difference between this and uh, the previous two series, I think, is pacing. This feels much yeah. more like chill where it, with the characters a little bit, sort of more standard yeah, X-Men if we're storytelling. We're watching somebody
1: mess with Wolverine's meat. Don't mess with Wolverine's meat.
2: So we'll, in the first half, we get like some great X-Men fighting, uh, establishing Krakoa. Sorry,
0: Pete was waiting for me to say something about that. Put that in the spag bag. Oh, okay, oh what you're waiting for? No. Good.
2: No yeah. one was waiting for you to yeah. say that. <laughs> he looks right at me. He, <laughs> that that does, we
0: do a podcast. That's at some just point, him. I'm
2: going to look at you guys. I
0: mean, but you said, don't mess with Wolverine's meat. Of course I'm going to say something.
2: Just never him. look at Alex, Pete. Yeah, because don't he does, so. I don't, it seems like you make him say stuff like that when you look at him. Uh, so look at the floor
0: or look at your Wolverine <laughs> tattoo or whatever <laughs> you want. It's like looking at the sun.
2: Yeah. Don't look at the sun. You'll go blind. Exactly. Unless you're Donald Trump. Uh... Okay.
0: Then you get supervision. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he needs supervision. Great, I uh, so, let's you, move
1: so you guys really liked how slow this was and how dumb of a mission they were
2: on. No, it wasn't you a like dumb that. it wasn't a dumb mission. Um I, I just think it's interesting the pacing is different. Um, and I think that's a good thing. We get to like sort of get into the different takes of the books. We meet some uh, mutants that were be held, being held prisoner and a post human who is an interesting looking character.
0: Yeah, this is a black and white character and so far we haven't had any black and white characters from Hickman's run on X-Men which yeah. we know is his favorite thing he to do. Loves that. He loves it. Yeah. A black and white character coming out broader spread- Nonsense language, seemingly all powerful.
2: Yeah, fully cool. an inverse. Yeah,
0: yes, classic Hickman trope. Uh, I was actually a little bubbed to get to that, to be honest, because I was yeah. like, oh man, didn't all we right. do
2: this with Black Swan?
0: Was that Black Swan with East of West with uh, various other characters? Yeah. I think some of the stuff with the builders as well had it. Uh, but the rest of the issue, I liked. I liked the action in it. I thought it was good. There's great. He, he's better with some characters than others, I think. Cyclops. Uh, no. Hickman. Oh, Hickman. Uh, he's very good with Magneto. I like his Magneto a lot. And
2: it's interesting that Magneto is sort of the rock star of Krakoa. Yeah. Uh, it especially lines up with the new philosophy of the mutants, which is like Magneto was right, basically.
0: Yep. Uh, and cool. I also get on board, kids. I liked his Wolverine. I think he puts a lot of character in Wolverine, and it's yep. fun. The bit with the meat was really enjoyable. What do you think of Vulcan hanging around? We're to weird. do
1: anything in this episode.
0: Vulcan is the th- issue. Uh, Vulcan is the third Slam. summer's brother, right?
2: Yes. So he's the one from uh, Deadly Genesis, right. who has a crazy convoluted uh, connection to x men history he was around back when the first team debuted in the back in new x, in giant size x men um, and the original x men were held captive. He went in on a mission to save them and was uh, thought dead. It was a secret that Charles kept from everyone and then erased the guy 's memories when they finally did rescue them and then he took over uh the sheer empire i think uh he had a crazy yeah. story and now he seems like a goofy sitcom character here. yes.
0: It's uh, The whole thing, it feels like two issues to me, right? You have the action sequence. You have the family stuff. I'm not 100% sure how it connects, but Yu's art is great, as always. It's a very interesting thing to focus on the insanely convoluted Summers family. Yes. So I'm really curious to see where this goes. They've said that each issue is going to be essentially done in one. It doesn't seem like that for this first issue here. Almost the opposite. Yeah. Nothing is done in one. Right. Uh, uh, but I, I like it. Like, I, I'm intrigued enough. This is a weird enough take that I'm definitely on board. think well, that- I'm
1: very curious to see how Wolverine's going to react to eating medium rare. I mean, when you want a rare steak and then someone gives you medium rare, right? I would think you claw them to death. But we got to wait till the next issue to find out.
2: Yeah, God, yeah. think of the story arc we're going to have here. But this like, is
1: great writing. I mean, talking about steaks. Great. I'm that's just what you l-
2: focused on. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the only thing that happened. That was you liking
1: The that. only thing that happened. It was a bunch of shitty characters running into each other, and then we got the steak bit. You're a hater,
2: yeah, and you hate Wolverine. No, uh, here's an interesting question. Why? I think it's interesting. Um, Wolverine lives in the Summers household.
0: Yes, that is weird. That's huh? fucked up.
2: That's weird. They're There's having a
0: little bit of a throuple going on. Do you think they're gonna get th- I think it's a throuple.
2: Uh so it's like No, because it's, like it's like not Scott-
1: Wolverine, it's some egg made Wolverine, so like they can control him. Get over
2: what are you talking? This is like a conspiracy
0: theory. Yeah. Yeah. They're the they are the characters. Yeah. No, that's not real Wolverine. That it is, is real Wolverine. Real Wolverine. Right. Oh uh, no, live I'm sorry. Its- Real Wolverine died in the sun. Wolverine is dead forever. I think we can is all agree it, on that. Does that, that make that. you feel
2: better? Real Wolverine is Hugh Jackman, and he's um in a musical.
0: Yeah. how do you like that. I love how tall he is. Would you rather
2: have egg Wolverine or singing No
0: Claws Wolverine? <laughs> oh, man. That hurts. <laughs> do you think his claws are made out of X? I I guess X-23 yeah. is all I got. Yeah, that's it. Anyway, X-Win number one. Pick it up. Let's move on to a DC comic. Superman Smashes the Clan. Number one. This is by Gene G- uh, Luen Yang mm-hmm. and uh, art by Guri Hiru. I'm going to just say this up front. This is my issue of the week. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, dude. I,
1: yes. This is the type of issue we re- need right now. Oh, my God. Hey, guys, I, in case yes. you don't know, Nazis are bad. Racism, bad.
2: Um, agreed. Uh, <laughs> I also thank, <laughs> thank you for laying that out up well, front.
1: Apparently, it needs to be said because fucking... Um, all over the news, people are taking up tiki torches and like, where, where
2: who are you people? What, did you just watch the news from 2016? Yep. Great. <laughs> uh, that's not news. That's I old. I put it on a
0: three-year delay so it doesn't it's, get too it's bad. It's actually better yeah. for him. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I will say, uh, to on Pete's tip there, I think this confronts racism in a very direct way, especially yeah. um, with the art being so, like, fun and cartoony for them to be to really focus on this and, and aggressive how everyone is sort of being themselves. There's like racial slurs, a bunch of racial slurs in here. Have really caught yeah. me off guard, and I really thought the issue was So great.
0: to give you the lay of the land, it's an uh, oversized issue. It's about 80 pages. It's set in the 1930s, I want to say, uh, focusing on a Superman who can't really fly yet. He can only run. I think uh, it's
2: after World War II. Is it after World War II? In the 30s, Nazis were sort of like pretty on the side. Uh, everyone right. wasn't like, Nazis, they're bad. They were like, Nazis, right. What are they? Yes,
0: that's true. Uh, Regardless, it's based on a old Superman movie serial, an animated Superman movie serial, uh, which is where they're pulling the story from. So it's crazy that this thing that existed way back, not a hundred years ago, definitely almost a century ago, uh, is now coming back. It feels as relevant today. But I think the way that they've painted it, to your point, it feels very relevant. It feels very necessary, and it's. Shocking, given that most of the time DC and Marvel will have, to your point, Pete, and we talked about this with like the Captain America thing. It's oh, it's Hydra. It's not Nazis. It's Hydra. Yeah. Here, it's like straight up. It's the Clan, and Superman is fighting the Clan. They hate a Chinese American family that has. Moved into metropolis, into the suburbs. Uh, they also hate several African Americans who are living there as well. Um, it's a complicated subject that is dealt with also through the lens of a kid who is raised in hate but is a Superman fan and has to deal with that. Um, uh, great. And the other Absolutely. side of the story
2: that I thought really was woven in seamlessly, and I think we'll come to a head in the next issue, is Superman encountering Kryptonite for the first time, and yeah. sort of realizing we get to hear his origin as sort of a foreigner who came to Earth, and I feel like that's going to really tie into the themes really nicely. Ah, uh, that's great.
0: This is so good. Very Even good. Uh, if it costs a little bit more money, I cannot recommend this highly yeah, enough. Yeah, this was a great read. Moving on to a horror read from Boom Studios. Something is Killing the Children too. The first issue was a sensation sold out all over the place. It was about a something killing the children. In we don't town. know what. Sounds bad. A weird lady comes into town. She seems like a demon slayer. That's where we left off the last issue. We pick up here with a little bit of the hype. Calm down. How'd you feel about this issue?
2: I like it. Uh, I want to know what's killing the children. Uh, <laughs> it's, something, it's something. It's something. Is. I want more information. Uh, well, Do you think they're going to? Think they're going to change the title to what the answer is eventually? Ooh, yeah. like.
1: Huh.
2: Uh, Vampires. Vampires uh, are killing the children? <laughs> yeah. The end.
1: Yeah. No, but they're going to keep it uh, very. You're not going to know the whole series. Uh, oh, nice.
2: Uh, I think uh, the characters are great. The mystery's nice. And it feels like we're getting just enough drip drip to keep you in. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's the sort of thing that I think James Tynan and company have set up that it is really just the tip of the iceberg. Like, it's very clear that... Icebergs
2: are killing the children. Oh, is that oh, what it is? It's, it's all you Titanic said. situation. You exactly. It was that iceberg got that ship, and it got hungry for more. <laughs> oh, shit. It's back. <laughs>
0: yeah. Iceberg's revenge. Uh... What was I saying? Uh, nothing. Oh, yeah. Really nothing. Well, uh, anyway, this you, book you is Tip
1: good. of the iceberg is all I
0: remember. Oh, tip of the iceberg. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, oh, good what? book. Definitely pick Love it up. Uh, oh, yeah, I characters think characters coming out. I thought, Alex, yeah. yeah, I think it does I'm a good just, job of... Uh, you guys, this is at an s and all audition, right?
2: Yeah, a little late. They sort of
0: just put their cast together. But yeah. uh, oh, I got yeah. some racist material I could do on our podcast. Oh, please, good, don't, good, don't good. you
1: ever do racist material okay. on this podcast. If I ever
0: do, you can smash me, just like
2: Superman smashing the Klan. I thank you for that invitation. (laughs) Risky permission to give. uh, You heard it. You're the witness. Like a lot of... We're in trial, (laughs) man. Uh, Whenever you go on your killing spree, (laughs) witnesses, I already know I'm going to be a witness. Uh... The uh, A lot like a lot of television shows, they definitely want to uh, audio record their um, auditions. <laughs> as yeah, as. Yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, but
1: yeah, I just think that like even though we're kind of dying to know what's going on, I think they do a good job of walking the line.
0: Yeah. It, what I was going to say about Terms of the Iceberg is that it seems like they have an arc. It's going to take place in this town, but there's a lot more going around in the world. So it feels like the sort of book that's just going to widen out and get bigger and more ambitious as it goes which is very exciting. Moving on to an image comic book, Trees, Three Face, number two. We talked about this first issue. Great spinoff mystery from the Trees series by Warren Ellis. Uh, In here, there's a small town mystery, a murder. Uh, It gets a little more complicated. This issue, what do you think about it?
2: Uh, I like this as well. Then we drop into like a pretty strong philosophy lesson in the back end of this yeah, title, which yeah. I really was down with that.
0: I love the second half in particular. Yeah. Sorry, Pete. Oh, Jean-Paul Sartre? Yeah. Uh-huh. Piece of shit. The uh,
2: author of No Exit, um, yeah. a play.
0: Yeah, um, thanks. Very similar to No Eggs, which is an anti-X-Men yeah. track.
1: Yay! <laughs> Great. So I just think that, like, <laughs>
0: Hey Pete, I just want to thank you for playing along. Yeah, no problem. I think that it's
1: such a weird concept of these giant trees, but like they're doing such a good job of giving us mystery around what's going on that it's not driving me
2: crazy. Why why they're there? Yeah, I don't think we're gonna find out. They're just there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Moving on to another Marvel comic book, Absolute Carnage number four. It is coming down to it. This is—I was surprised to find out actually—the pen ultimate issue yeah. of the yeah. book. For some reason in my head, there was at least six of them. Uh, there's not. It, Carnage is fighting Venom for everything for basically the entire world. It's all come down to this, Pete. You seem pretty excited, dude. This is phenomenal. Venom,
1: like. Uh took on hulk like this is just it's so insane but it's also there's a very interesting story and there's a lot of heart to this the art is really over the top and a lot of fun the stakes are super high this is a really fun And you know you, how
0: you into your stakes you are. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: they're
2: super high and medium rare. Just like <laughs> you want them. Uh, I've been loving this crossover. This is, crossover, I think, is done, uh, this issue included, but uh, across the board they've done a smart thing of the tie-ins are written by the authors of the actual comics. Uh, mm-hmm. The Absolute Carnage Immortal Hulk issue from I think last week or two weeks ago was so good. It was all took place inside Hulk's brain once Venom was sort of uh, wrapped around him, mm-hmm. and it was amazing. It pushed the Immortal Hulk storyline forward while also being part of the tie-in. Really well done. So this uh, just as an event, I think, has been really well well played out and smartly done. And I think this issue is setting up for a nice confrontation. Oh, man. Yeah, One of my favorite
0: things about this is the relationship between Venom and Spider-Man, or rather Eddie Brock and Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh, it's very complicated. They have a lot of history behind it. And I like the fact that they're not forgetting that. There's a moment in here where Eddie turns to Peter yeah. and is like, please, whatever we have meant to each other let me do this thing and Peter's like alright I'm gonna do it I'm gonna take care of these kids I'll keep them safe again so sorry I tried to kill you so many times and <laughs> yes, tried sorry to eat your face yeah. that. uh,
2: that's, uh, I think I tried
0: to eat your grandma was it your grandma she looks like your grandma I tried to eat so many I've licked so many of your friends faces <laughs> as I was threatening to eat
2: them with my giant teeth mm. I wish more we had more crossovers around the suits that the different superheroes
0: wear yeah that's true like Captain America's suit what does it get up to when he's not wearing exactly. it exactly why are we focusing so much in the spider suits. Yeah. Let's have other suits fight. I'll tell you what. That's what's happening in Iron Man right now. <laughs> yeah. Think of that. Armor Wars. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, moving on to Archie 708. This is about to wrap up the Archie and Sabrina storyline. They've Aww. been dating in the town of Riverdale. Uh, I've really been enjoying this. I don't want it to end. It yeah. Is, uh, they're great. Archie and Sabrina are great I, together. I can't believe how much I'm enjoying this.
2: Uh, I love it, too, and it's funny because most of the every issue is just them, like, laying on a blanket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I love hanging out with them. It's such like a, I'm in the relationship.
0: It's <laughs> such a weird structure for this comic because they do a good job of making sure everybody could jump on board. But that means, like, a good quarter to half of every issue is them recapping what previously has happened in yeah. the issue. But to your point, it's just like. Oh, that's nice. It's yeah. like, oh
2: last issue, Archie and Sabrina were on a bed. And this time they're on a blanket in the woods. And <laughs> it's they're like, ooh, where, where are they gonna go next? They're gonna know, kiss like, just a little uh-huh, and then run.
0: Yeah, maybe they'll get some dumplings or something. Yeah, the, just the, something casual.
1: The, the art is fantastic. Uh they do a great job of like kind of dealing with this relationship in a way that's very kind of true to the characters we know and love and uh yeah, as much as they are, there is action, it's not just them laying on a blanket, but it is sweet. So it's uh I think
2: this comic is well done. He's bringing in some elements of the TV show Riverdale in a nice way and yep. uh, and
0: yeah. chilling adventures of the supreme.
2: Yeah, 100%. 100%.
0: Moving on to a dark horse comic book coming out October 23rd, Count Crawley number 1. No spoilers, bro. Uh, this yeah. is an interesting book. I did not know what to expect here, uh, but uh, the short version, the pitch of it is it's about a newscaster Ends up in a little bit of trouble She ends up hosting a horror TV show And I think you could kind of figure out Where things go in this comic from there Yeah, shit gets uh, real Shit does get real The art in particular I like quite a bit It reminded me of Mad Magazine yes. In a certain way, which mm. I enjoyed uh, and I was very interested to see where it went, particularly at the end of the issue. How'd you feel about the rest of it?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, this comic depicts uh, having a drinking problem very intensely. Yeah. Uh, she's but it's kind of pro. Pro drinking? Yeah. Having a drinking problem? Like
0: I- as a superpower? Yeah,
2: I mean, it does get her where she needs to go, I guess, technically. But uh, that I thought was like uh, laid on a little unrealistically (laughs) in a lot of ways. Um, But I do by the the time she gets to this show, it sort of has like an Elvira uh, vibe to it by the end, and I thought that was where it really picked up. And I'm curious where (laughs) what happens next. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, it definitely is one of those comic books that sets up the concept in the very last page. So great art a uh, good start. Curious to see where it goes. Agreed. Uh, next one, this is from DC Comics. This one was very surprising to me. Tales from the Dark Multiverse Nightfall, oh, number shit. one. Uh, I didn't know what to expect of this. I sort of expected it to just be like kind of a one-f type comic book, and in a certain sense it is, but it is as fucked up as you'd imagine for the Dark oh, Multiverse type, but it also very strongly teases something that they've kind of danced around for a while, that DC is leaning into yet another crisis is coming. And this yes. is actually the kickoff of that in a certain way. This is fucking scary, man. I, I This comic bothered me. Really? Bothered
2: you?
1: Yeah, just because of like how they depicted Batman and what happened, it was fucking terrifying.
2: So the, the story is that it, this is set in a world where Batman was killed mm-hmm. um, uh, by... Um, it's like Azrael. Azrael. Yeah. And uh, then Azrael the took cat
0: t- from Smurfs.
2: Yes, exactly. So it's a little <laughs> twist. The, yeah, yeah, but the this is kind of like Futurama. Gargamel was
0: trying to eat him or turn him into gold, one of the two, but yep. Azrael killed him.
1: Yeah, but it's kind of like Futurama here where you just got like a bunch of... He's just his
2: head, basically. I would argue it's not much like Futurama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's kind of the head in the jar. The I talking like head in the jar. we really missed, uh, misdiagnosed Okay, this, you right. can
0: do Smurf references. What I, what I, to I think is Futurama. most interesting about what Scott <laughs> Snyder and company have set up with the Dark Multiverse that does make it different from a what-if, kind of, I guess, is that these are stories that fail, ultimately. Like, it's not... It's not just, what if Azrael won Nightfall, and then we see what happens. It's that ultimately, these Earths fall into disrepair. They should just never have happened. So they're not yeah. just the dark mirror of a story. They're where everything goes wrong. Right. Uh, and I think they execute that really nicely over the course of the issue.
2: Yeah, it's good. It reminds me of a crossover through the annuals way, way back uh, in the 90s, I think. Armageddon? Uh, Armageddon?
0: Yeah, 2001. 2001,
2: or... 2001 yeah. Um, and where you got to see just uh, the annual? Uh, we're so far we're past about that the now. Bruce you... Willis
1: movie? Now I'm not getting your reference.
2: No, it was a series. Uh, it was a crossover event through the annuals in uh, of DC Comics, and it okay. featured uh, an Elseworlds story uh, featuring the hero. And some of them ended well. A lot of them ended really poorly, and it was really great. <clears throat> this feels a lot like that. Uh, well done. Horrifying. Bruce Wayne's uh, Futurama uh, take is not yeah, great. Very scary.
0: Yeah, so if you like Futurama or you like Batman, check out this issue. Moving on to another, I want to say, image comic book. Marked number one. Yes, this is image because it's from Shadowline. Uh, this is about a world where tattoos do magic.
1: Oh, yeah. Tattoos yeah, do yeah. Magic. You
0: mean our world?
1: Oh, shit. Dude, if tattoos gave you magic, I would get tatted.
2: They give yeah. you a magic uh look and vibe
0: yeah <laughs> just like smoking which is also uh, similar very cool <laughs> very cool how
2: many tattoos do you have none? none. alex none how about Ooh. you just one Ooh, do you i do yeah really <laughs> yeah.
0: where say, what is it
2: uh nah, i won't tell you but you have never seen it right no well then i guess you oh, have it's a couple on <laughs> your
0: butt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's Maybe. the only thing you haven't seen i've seen everything else
2: oh, yeah.
1: man. <laughs> that's so weird
2: uh I think this is cool. You got a butt tattoo? No, I don't have a butt tattoo. What is it? I'm not telling. (laughs) Uh,
1: Does it say I'm a classically trained actor? Yes, it's all.
2: all (laughs) (laughs) You got it spelled wrong. I I messed messed up. up. Yeah,
0: Yeah. I was drunk when I got it. it. It's a picture of an anchor because (laughs) I was like, "You're a a (laughs) sailor. You're a sailor, right?"
2: this is fun. It's sort of like, it's a little hard to tell what's going on at different points, but um, I like the commitment to the universe uh, mm-hmm. that they establish, and they re- it's really fleshed out a bit.
0: I The first half of the issue, and this oh, happens sometimes, well, shut up, with the Shadowline books, is I was like, oh, was there a whole series before this that they're recapping? I'm not 100% sure. Maybe yeah. there was. I probably should have looked it up before we taped this. Um, but once they get past that, once they get past... This intense amount of setup, they actually get into the story. They actually get into talking about the character. And I thought that part was pretty neat.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I thought they did enough of that where uh, I'm excited to see where it
2: goes. I like the guy who has the magic power of turning the stoplight screen.
0: Yeah, that would be helpful. Super helpful. Super cool tat. Yeah. You would probably get one like a tat that would let you skip ahead on the subway line. Oh, yeah. Or just like (laughs) sub club tat. (laughs) Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah that just is make you go
1: express, you know.
0: Back to Marvel Comics for <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy number ten. This is slowly wrapping up Donnie Kate's run here. Oh, Rocket man. Raccoon is sick. They man. are making an assault on the Universal Church of Truth. Is that what it is? Yeah, I want to say. Uh, and uh, last issue was real. The original Drax the Destroyer. Is back, which is kind of crazy. Now there's a lot more of him. This issue. How are you feeling about everything? This is a great issue, man. A ton of action, a lot of
1: stuff happening. Uh, it's sad to see Rocket like this, uh, but his suit is badass. So it's very. It's there are really fun moments. There's intense moments. Uh, the art's amazing. This is a great book. It
2: is really good Um, I uh, The rocket being sick Is so sad Yeah Uh, Yeah Get
0: him some Well particularly because It feels like uh, How is he going to get out of this I don't know if he is going To get out of this Yeah Are they actually going to Kill rocket raccoon I don't think so I don't think so either Or it's not going to last But it definitely They have set the stakes High enough with everything That's going on here That it does feel like It's possible Which you don't normally feel With a comic book Feed him some garbage Heal him back up Oh is that how raccoons work? I, they, I believe so. Oh, okay.
2: Uh, <laughs> and uh, the drag stuff, like, it's interesting to bring back this non-movie take at all. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. But curious to see where that goes. Yeah. Breaking away from the movie seems like something most books aren't doing.
0: But, exactly. You know. It's taking chances. Boom Studios, Once in Future, number three. There oh, is an evil yes. King Arthur on the loose in England, and the only one who could stop him is a nervous guy and his grandmother.
1: There's nothing like a badass grandma, I tell you. You really love. This is her. a fucking great book. You love the grandma. Yes, She's fantastic.
2: Do you feel like it breaks, reading this puts pressure on your grandparents to be more badass? Uh,
1: unfortunately, my grandparents aren't.
2: They're all... Yeah. Mm. Oh, was it King Arthur? <laughs> <It> could have been. <laughs> I don't know. I you don't know? Yeah. Wow, I a fun surprise. Maybe yeah. this is like an autobiography. You know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> You're the nervous guy.
1: Uh, that would make me sad. Uh,
0: yeah, this is great. Every issue. Uh, this one brings a new slash old character into the fold. I like the fact that they're continuing to flesh out the cast because a lot of it so far does feel like they're hiding behind stuff and staring at King Arthur. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it seems like... Like, That's all going to change as of next issue. Uh, great book. It's
2: tailor made to be a
0: movie, this guy. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's the just art's so phenomenal. Right there. The art's
2: great.
1: It's the action, the storytelling, it's just a lot of fun.
2: It feels like a Mark Miller book in the way that it's so yes. tailor-made to yeah, be a movie, yeah. and it's not from him, which makes me like it even
0: more. <laughs> uh, next one to talk about, also out October 23rd from Dark Horse Comics, Tommy Gun Wizards number three. We love the first two issues of this one. I believe we talked about it one of the times you weren't here. Yeah, because I hadn't read this. Oh, yeah. Had you read the first two? No. Ooh, okay. So for those of you who hadn't read it, the concept is it's the untouchables but with magic. That's yeah. basically it, which is awesome. I it's love that. Great. Oh my got so, such a good twist on it. This issue ramps it up to insane levels, everything that's going on. What, what was your take on it? Since well, you're talking about I it the first didn't
2: time? realize it was a third issue until I started reading it. I was like, wow, they're being so aggressive with the storytelling here, like really making you catch up to what they're doing. I was like, oh, wait, no, this is I clearly missed some issues here. <laughs> uh, but really great, like uh, all the characters from the – gangster uh history are there and the magic is really well done and well drawn that character all the different sort of factions coming together it's great
0: yeah pete how are you feeling about this
1: yeah i think it's it's a lot of fun the magic stuff really just amps it up and uh it's kind of a fun take i haven't got sick of this idea yet so yeah i think it's just a it's a great job and the The art is really doing uh, such a good job of keeping us in this kind of world. The
0: character designs are great. The mythology is great. I was so bummed to find out the next issue is the last issue of this. Oh, what? Yeah, that's what they say at the end. To be concluded, Uh, I hope they figure out more ways to visit this world because it is so unique and so fun. But at the same time, I'm glad that they're finding a natural ending for it. Do
2: you think they're going to finally get Al Capone with mail fraud?
0: Uh, yeah, I think after all the magic and giant frogs and everything, it's going to be like nope, mail frog. Nope, shouldn't have mailed that that way. Got gotcha, you, buddy. Last one we're going to talk about from DC Comics. They're back, baby. Metal Men number one. <laughs> uh, I got to tell you, not a big fan of Metal Men as characters. How do you guys feel about them, and how'd you feel about this issue? I like the Metal Men,
2: uh, but it has to be told in a like a sort of a weird way. I think Joe Casey. Had the the characters for a couple for a couple years back uh, a couple years ago, um, and this I was sort of like for the first half of it was like oh I don't know this feels a little stilted but I actually like the take here um, where uh, the scientist has been um, lying to everyone basically and the way the metal men come alive is they're just aspects of his emotional sort of spectrum I thought that was. Cool. It was an interesting take on it, and one that it sort of takes away the magic of the earlier series, but it did it in a way that makes it a character choice.
1: Yeah. Pete, how about you? Uh, I I was just like, oh, man, this is just a way to them to keep talking about heavy metal and the nth metal and that kind of thing, and I was right, and I was like a little sad by that.
2: You don't (laughs) like metal. What about tin? All right. Gold? Cool.
0: What's your favorite metal? Yeah, what metal do you like the best? Steel. (laughs) Cool. Cool answer. That is a cool answer. And you guys are the coolest listeners. If you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by and we will chat with you about comic books. Pete, what do you want to
1: plug? A friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow
0: us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. Also, you can comment and subscribe on iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, or the app of your choice. And we'll see you at the comic book shop. Oh, what about copper?